Hello everyone and welcome to the A-Space, the volleyball podcast brought to you by CEV. Today it is an unscripted special and we are talking about one of the world stars of the game. She marches to the beat of her own drum and I find it hard to believe that she's only 21 years of age. Uh, Paula Egonu joining me for this one, my two favourite podcast pals, Matt Rogers, hello. Hi Dave. Key Michael, hello. Hello, hello. I've said my two favourites there and like I feel really bad already because Louis, you're brilliant. Dan, you're brilliant. <laughs> Dave, you're brilliant. All of our guests and co-hosts, you're brilliant. And I've I've really nailed my colours to the mast. Everybody um, knows we're your favourites. Don't try and backtrack now, Dave. <laughs> you're, Dave, Dave, you're in my top five of favourites, that's for sure. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, goodness gracious me. Uh, how are you both? Key, heads or tails? Let's go tails. Uh, tails it is. You go first. How are you doing? I keep imagining a real coin that you're flipping over there. On that there train. is a coin. It is a real coin. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, sorry, podcast listeners. There is a coin. <laughs> this is all, all on the up and up. Uh, but Key, you're good. Matt, how are you? Very good. Thanks. Yeah, very good. Time for my favorite moment of the podcast. What have you learned or what can you teach me about the world of construction this week? Well, I, I I haven't been doing much constructing this week because okay. I've been doing the plumbing part ah. of my kitchen. Oh, so no, I've... no, don't want to know. <laughs> don't want to know any septic tank No, no, problems. no. So I, I, to be honest, I like I like the idea of plumbing and, and it's something I would like to go into, but I just don't want to deal with poo pipes. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if that wasn't part of plumbing, it would be far more appealing. <laughs> so, but luckily in my kitchen, there's no poo pipe. There's just a water feed and a waste. So... Yeah, I was doing, doing some pipe work and really enjoyed it. Uh, what I like about <laughs> Fleming is how hilarious the um, the pieces are called. Because it all goes together like Lego, but you've got things like the blow bag and the snap-on cock hole cover and the nipple <laughs> and the ball cock. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah, all of these things, the O-ring. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't have liked to do plumbing like 20 years ago when it was no. all copper pipes and stuff, but now it's all like screw and, and clip in and yeah. Now it was it was fun. And it was nice. When you do your plumbing, do you wear your pants above the line of the butt crack or <laughs> <laughs> because that is Do you mean all like I when I stand up of. or when I bend down to sort the, the yeah. pipes out? When you bend down. Why is it that plumbers just can't wear a belt? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, I think sometimes the belt helps, but it doesn't solve the problem. So just okay. imagine how you much you would see the if there wasn't a belt. Oh, Anyway, Paula Agonu today. Uh, Matt, you, you're essentially the booking agent for Unscripted, and you'll send me a message or give me a call, and I'll hear how excited you are in your voice when you call me, and then you'll hear how excited I am in my response. And... We were both very excited when Paula agreed. Yeah, yeah. So the the background to this one is um, I realised we'd not done an Italian lady. We obviously did Matteo Piano at the start, and, and mm -hmm. I thought it was about time we did another Italian. This time it should be a lady. And I was talking to my, my friend Alessandro um, about some different options, and I said, well, if we're going to go big, we might as well go really big and ask go for a Gonu. Um <laughs> And then he was like, yeah, I mean, she doesn't do much media work, but yeah, give it a try. And I think the best way of describing the acceptance is reluctant, maybe. But she did accept. That is the, that's the key thing here. Not sure that she was totally aware of what she accepted um, because it took a little bit of a discussion with my colleague, Maya, 
who is um, mm. very very good at just giving people a gentle push if they're not totally <laughs> convinced at the idea. Um, and with that push, Paola responded and said, yes, brilliant. And, and after that, it was easy. And, and yeah, she seemed like she really enjoyed it. Well, I certainly did. What's the percentage of people that accept the proposal and those that refuse? Everyone accepts. <laughs> everyone you do not accepts. have a choice. Yeah, if you're a player and you're listening and we ask you, everyone accepts. So... <laughs> I did, you notice I didn't ask for specific names. I just wanted to know <laughs> if there are a, a few people that... Whenever you have like a, a direct line to them, we've had acceptance. Mm. There has been some people on social media that have not responded, but potentially that's because they've not seen the message or they've seen it very quickly and forgotten about it. Or So that's yeah, there's only been... too when I just don't respond to people. Sorry, I didn't oh, right. I was going to say, we, when we asked you to do an unscripted, is that was that your reason for not responding? <laughs> Did you ask me to do an unscripted? Oh, Check I didn't your, even notice. <laughs> Check your DMs. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's been a couple of people that have actually said, no, I, I don't feel up for it because of the situation, the pandemic and, and everything that was happening in the world, right, which is right. fair enough. They want they want space and time away. Fine. Um, but, yeah, no, generally everyone does accept eventually. Why wouldn't you want to chat with Dave? Oh, because you just... Oh, come on. Come on. I'll, try and, I'll always try and make you sound good. Um, but, Key, you've been a pro for... 10 years now or more in a lot of places and you've played with a lot of talent and seen a lot of talent how many players have you seen who've really exploded onto the scene the way that Igonu has Ooh, good question there's only ever a handful I mean I can think of offhand I can think of maybe Hack and Mm. Britt Herbots um who else because she sort of as you'll hear in this episode she was sort of went from very unknown to being the mvp of an international tournament and just (laughs) just unstoppable from then on so it's pretty unique yeah yeah if people weren't paying attention before they they certainly are now because because she really is something um should we get on with the episode i think they're here to listen to agoni so let's (laughs) they're not here to discuss matt's (laughs) Butt crack. <laughs> Excuse me, my butt crack had nothing to do with it, and neither did my poo pipe. Oh, goodness me. Um, if you're tuning in for the first time, and you might well be, because Igonu brings a whole new fan base whenever she steps onto the court, then welcome. We're delighted that you've joined us. Uh, what happens now is we listen to the unscripted episode in full. Um, I sat with her, socially distanced, in fact, country distanced. I was in England, she was in Italy, and we had uh, a lovely conversation. We're now going to listen to that conversation in full. But stick with us, because afterwards, myself, Matt and Key will have a further conversation and I will find out, like every good teacher does, exactly what they've learned. Uh, But until then, (laughs) this is Unscripted with Paola Igonu. Paola Igonu, Italy's superstar, MVP in the Champions League and World Club Championships, Giovanni Giudetti's most feared opponent. Her next playground, the Olympics in Tokyo. Right now, she's still in Conegliano, away from her family. So I called to check in. We talked about cartoons, her brilliant fans, plans for the future, and how she's passing the time. Um, this is this is really cool. Thank you so much for uh, for playing the game and joining the fun. Uh, but the main thing is, I want to know how you're doing. You're back at your place because everyone's on lockdown, but are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm still at Conegliano, still at the apartment, and I'm just trying to keep my good health and uh, um, 
following all the rules that they gave us. So I try to make some exercise at home. I'm studying and I also relax, watch Netflix, just have some fun. So many questions off the back of that. Firstly, what are you studying? Uh, I'm studying economics. Okay, money. And right now I'm preparing the exam for business administration. Uh, right. So, yeah, is that, so is that just sort of something you're doing um, in your life or are you already starting to think like after volleyball? Well, uh, I still don't know what I'm going to do after volleyball, but the fact of studying something and keeping my brain active, I really like the idea. And also to know something that I'm interested in and maybe could help me in the future because you never know what could happen. Hopefully you've got so much time before you have to worry about what's, uh, what's after <laughs> yeah. volleyball. Um, all right then, what are you watching on Netflix? Uh, I especially wa watch a lot of cartoons okay. because they're funny and they make you uh, feel a little bit happy and forget about the situation that is happening in all the world. Of course, it's the same thing for um, some TV shows, but like I prefer cartoons. Just... Which, which cartoons? I've not watched any cartoons for years. Um, the last one I watched was Tokyo Ghoul. Okay. It's like um, animation, really crazy stuff, but it was really fun. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Good, yeah. good. Well, you're still in Corneliano then. Um, are you planning on going home? And, and where is home for you? Where do you consider home now? Well, my home is uh, at Manchester, where my family is living at the moment. And... Um, I'm not thinking of going home for now um, because I still need to understand how can I go home. Also, uh, I need to take a flight and everything is blocked. So I won't stress myself out for something that I can't change because it's not in my powers. So I just think I'm going to stay here and uh, keep on training, um, then uh, studying and taking some sun in the morning and that's it. It's the same thing I, I would do if I, would, if I was home, so. Ah, it's it's okay. not, not a bad place uh, in the world to be, is it? Did you say Manchester? Yes. As in Manchester, England? Yes. Are you City or United? Uh, city. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to have such a nice chat and you ruined Oh, that's it. It was really nice. Really nice chatting to you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand nothing about footballer, but that's what my family prefers. So yeah. I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you this time. Um, how is, um, how's your first season been at Conegliano then? Obviously disappointing that you can't finish it, but safety first. How have you found it at the Palo Verde? Uh, it was really a good season. Uh, of course, at the beginning, I was a little bit anxious uh, because it's one of the best teams. And okay, I was still asking myself if I was going to be able to play with them and at the same level. And um, the first weeks were were a little bit difficult, but afterward, during the training, I like find myself and my space, and uh, it was really 
a good new place to start over. And um, I'm really happy for how the season went because we really worked hard every week, every day. And uh, I'm happy that we could achieve at the, um, the um, tournament we played in. Yeah. And of course, I'm sorry for uh, the Scudetto and the Champions League because they were also two important tournaments. But um, it's nothing that we can do. There's nothing we can do to change it. So I'm happy for what we could do and uh, I'm thinking for the next season. So <sighs> The one thing that I love about that club are the supporters. I've been to your home gym a few times yeah. and everyone's in their yellow and blue and you've got the drums playing. That must be amazing every game to know that you've got those people behind you? How have they sort of accepted you into the Imoko family? Well, um, at the beginning, it was a little bit uncomfortable, but afterward I could feel that uh, I was part of the team and so they believed in me and they were cheering for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really nice to play with them by your side than uh, playing against them because it's really a lot of pressure and you can feel everything so it's a new thing and i love it uh the experience in the new things uh, must be amazing especially because you're, you're still so young but you've you've achieved so much with all these awards you win like you've won a champions league now and a world club championship and you keep getting mvp in the big games as well uh, do you kind of expect that level now, or is it still something you aspire to achieve? Uh, well, I can't say I expect it, but I'm willing to keep on training and try to stay always in the same level or grow. So uh, you can't have something if you don't fight for it and uh, sweat for it. So I think I'll keep training and working out hard Mm -hmm. as I've been doing. What about the Olympics then? They've been pushed on. You're going to be there by all accounts. Uh, where does that sort of sit in terms of like the priorities and the things that you're really looking forward to in the future? Um, well, before it was one of my priorities, of course, um, after the qualification and um, knowing that it's postponed for next year of course i'm happy because we still have the opportunity to play it um still it's uh it's not sure that we're going to play it because we also need to see how it's going to be the situation uh with the corona so i'm hoping that all this virus and uh, bad things will go away or we find a solution and try to figure it out before the Olympics. So every player can live their dream and for what they have been working for years. Right. I would like to show you a couple of videos now. Let's, okay. uh, let's start with this one. So you were 17 years of age there. What kind of memories yeah. did that bring back? Uh, a lot of happiness for sure and uh, I still remember I wasn't supposed to be there uh, at the last minute I was called and um, 
um, at the beginning I was like, okay, I don't think I'm never going to practice with them. So it's okay, I can just go to vacation because uh, in that period I asked if I could go to Nigeria to see my family and they said it was okay. So I was like, okay, I bought everything, I planned everything. And then at the end he asked me this and I was like, look, seriously, I don't think I could help you with something. So I'm still willing to go to Nigeria. And then um, afterward, uh, it was like, no, okay, you need to come because we need you. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come. So at the beginning, I didn't even train. So I was just warming up and then staying there in case they needed me. And then during the games, I wasn't expecting anything. Like, I was like, okay, I'm just here, but like, I'm not going to play. I just need to warm up and then cheer for the team. And then when he called me to play, I was really surprised and um, a little bit scared, but I wasn't alone. There was the other girls, so I was really okay and comfortable. I just had to have fun and do the best, like what I've been doing since. So at the end, it was really a good experience. I really enjoyed it. Well, you made the dream team, so you obviously did well, but you mentioned having fun and enjoying the experience. Is that something that you always try to do in the big games now? Uh, yes, of course, there is always um, the pressure and all the bad feelings and, uh, um, you know, because you're going to play a good, like a really good match and then you don't know how you're going to play, if the team is going to put you in a difficult situation. So. Uh, when you're in there, I think you shouldn't be thinking about all the bad stuff and then bad energy and just concentrating on what you always do, what you always train. And it's like walking for normal people. So um, just have fun and enjoy the moment. Why volleyball then? Because surely growing up, somebody of your like obvious athletic ability and, and sort of aptitude to, to succeed... Why was it volleyball that, that sort of drew you in? Um, and were there any other sports or any other things that you that you could have pushed on with? Well, I didn't try any other sport. I just went direct for volleyball. Um, I think uh, most for the cartoon, Mila Shiro. I used to watch it and I really loved it. Also, the sacrifice and pain and sweat and working hard for one goal and um, so I was like okay I'm just going to try and if I don't like it I can just drop out and okay. I can still remember that the first training was really hard because I'm not that type of person that likes to listen to the orders of someone else so at the beginning I was like ah I don't really like this but then after training and getting to know all the girls and uh, like building up the team and like a second family uh, I really started enjoying it and then I kept on going <laughs> and here we are incredible yeah. well if they're your second family what about your your first family then because you mentioned Nigeria and that's your heritage isn't it both of your both your parents Nigerian yes both uh, my parents are Nigerian have you have you spent much time there uh well I used to go um every two years during christmas i went last christmas and i really enjoyed it because it's like 
going out from all the normal work, so training, all the schedules, the games, uh, and just relaxing and spending some time with your family. And it, I really love it. Uh, okay, time for another video now. Uh, this okay. time, you should recognize this because it's a bit more recent. But again, okay. tell me your memories of this and uh, how this one made you feel. Not yet. Vigenara, Silla. Carlini's there. Sansona, Paolo Rigonu again. And this time he's down. Mavara have won the Champions League. I really can't tell what I was thinking in that moment. Uh, maybe I was thinking like, okay, um, for sure they're going to get this ball and then we need to replay. And uh, But at the end that didn't happen and I was like, a little bit surprised, uh, I'm honest, like I wasn't expecting this. And uh, I was really happy because it was a really long and difficult league. Um, I was just praying for this game to be a su successful game and then to end everything and start with another chapter. Yes, it was difficult. And then getting a victory against the team that you now play for is has that been has that been mentioned sort of in the locker room well sometimes uh they were like oh yeah you were the only one scoring the points so like something like this and uh i was like yeah i know but like i really enjoyed playing against conegliano when i was in Novara because it was really a good team and uh, I knew I had to use all the possibility I had and spikes and everything, all my brain. And uh, I was also jealous <clears throat> for the team they had because you can see that they are always having fun and they really enjoy playing volleyball. So after losing the Scudetta, I was like, congrats, you really like deserved it because you play really good and I'm really jealous for the team you have because you can see you have a lot of fun. And um, also they were su surprised because they weren't expecting someone to say something like this after losing against you. And um, knowing that I was going to come to Conegliano and play was something in that pushed me more to want to win this Champions League because it was like to show them that I can really play at that level and uh, uh, I can work hard. And so it was the last thing I wanted to achieve. So interesting. Do you think when you um, when you said to to the players, "Oh, you know, I'm a little bit jealous." Do you think that's when maybe the powers that be thought, "Oh, hang on, maybe maybe we could have her playing for us." Do you think that was when the penny well, uh, they already knew that I was going to play with them because mm -hmm. it was like a month before the final. Uh, I signed for Conegliano, so everyone knew that I was going to play with Conegliano the next season. It wasn't was, a surprise. Was that, was that difficult then, to, to finish the season with the one team and finish as strongly as you could to sort of stay motivated, even though you knew you were going to pass just new the following year? Well, it was not difficult because um, I'm that type of person that like to know what is going to happen in the future. So knowing that next season I was going to play in Conegliano, I was like um, um, more relieved and I was like, okay, now I can concentrate in the present because I already um, 
fixed the future. So it was okay for me. I didn't have any problem. Like I knew I was going to first finish in Novaya and then think about Colombiano. Well, obviously there wasn't a problem. You got MVP in the Champions League <laughs> final, but uh, but I suppose from from a Conegliano perspective, they were like, oh, okay, well we've lost this, but we've got her now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Oh, goodness me, amazing stuff. Um, what about lifestyle then? Because it seems as though you lead a really interesting life off the court. Like, what are your what are your influences and what makes you happy away from volleyball? Um, just being myself, staying with people that appreciate me for who I am and not the volleyball player and my name. And that understand also that I'm a normal person, normal 21 years of girl. And that I just like to have fun like other people. Mm. And... Um, I really like to stay with true people and just be myself and sometimes just talk about stupid and then <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, I like to sleep, I like to read a lot, uh, watch cartoons and then and, uh, so I'm not that person that just play volleyball and I don't have nothing else. Um, and I'm happy about this because also I can give some Courage to other people to you know try new things and uh, find their way because it's just find something that you like and you're so good at it. Have you got any ambitions off the court? Anything that you'd really like to do? Um, I would like to be able to take care of my parents without them having to work because they take care of me and my brothers and uh, all their life and I would like them to enjoy a little bit of their life thinking just about yourself and not worrying about how their children are doing or if they're doing good if they need something else so this is my dream that's yeah good luck with that I really hope that comes off so let's play a super quick game right it's called simply the best uh, and I'm gonna ask you a question uh, and I want you to give me, like, the first answer that pops into your head, okay? Okay, okay. First question in Simply the Best. What's the best sport that isn't volleyball? Uh, basketball. Best song to listen to before a game? Um, uh, Marvin's Room, Drake. Best player you've ever played against? Uh, it's a hard question, isn't it? This is a hard question because you play against a team. So, mm -hmm. Okay, best team you've ever played against? That I enjoyed the game or I lost against? <laughs> that's, that's up to you. Interesting. Uh, you've reminded me. I've got something else that I want to put to you after this. So, best team you've ever played against? Um, well, I would say Serbia. Because, of course, we lost against them, so I really think they're a good team. And uh, we just need to work hard more and then find a way to keep their us for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> best moment of your career 
um, uh, winning the final against Vakit Bank. Best atmosphere you've ever experienced at a game? During a game? Yeah, best atmosphere. Um, I think all the games we play uh, during the World Championship. Okay. Yes. There were something special. Best food to eat after a game? Plantain. I love plantain. <laughs> and the best place that volleyball has taken you in the world? This is a hard question for me because I really don't go out a lot during the tournament, so okay. they're all the same for me. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, hopefully, after the Olympics, we'll have a chat and you'll have got to have seen a little bit of Japan because I think Japan is going to be amazing hopefully yes. we get to we get to see that when the time is right all right well, that's the end of the game thank you for playing okay. uh something you said there uh reminded me so a few weeks ago i spoke to giovanni gudetti and i asked mm -hmm. him the question which team do you not like to play against and he said in the last years i didn't like to play against conegliano <laughs> actually not conegliano i mean i i i, I make it different in the last year, I didn't like to play against Egonu. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter where she is. I didn't like to play against her. <laughs> what do you think about that statement? Oh, well, I understand you. Like, it's hard to play against me. I don't want to be uh, like, Oh my God, I'm the best, but like, I can understand, but I also like it play, playing against him because he always, I'm always curious about how is he going to play against me and how does he study me and in which way does he think is the best way to stop me. So it's always a little bit a challenge for me also. So I, it's okay, I agree. I love the fact that when you're at the top level, you don't just have rivalries with players, you have them with coaches as well. I think that's, yes. uh, that's really, really cool. Oh, I'm glad, to, I'm glad I got to ask you that. I, I'd completely forgotten about it. That's, uh, that's quite cool. Um, we've, had a, we've had a really lovely chat here. Uh, before we go, you've got fans all over the world, and I, and I love it when there's anything on social media like Instagram, uh, YouTube or whatever, there's always people like, oh, we love you, Paola, we love you, Gonu. Uh, what's it like to to have that kind of fandom, that kind of adoration? And do you kind of feel a, a pressure to make them happy or do you think it's something that's sort of just part of your life now? Um, well, I don't feel the pressure because I think um, a fan follows you for the way you are and uh, the values you have and um, of course you are never going to win so i think that a fan knows that that that's part of the game and um, i'm really happy to have a lot of people that follow me and cheer me up and um, i also try to do my best for them and make them enjoy themselves watching my games and uh, if I should say something to them, it's like always be yourself and uh, 
enjoy your life because it's always yours you just live once and you never know when you will have this opportunity another time so just enjoy yourself your values are very very important to you aren't they yes really because they're part of me and i know what it means to choose a direction and then keep going without turning yourself Paula, this has been an absolute joy. Uh, take care of yourself, and I will Thank see you, you on the other side. Ciao, ciao. Thank you. Bye. Unscripted with Paula Rigonu, uh, done and dusted. So let's have a chat about it. Key Michael, what resonated with you? Well, a few different things. Um, yeah, right off the bat, I thought I. She seems like somebody who likes to keep her brain activated, which is good to hear from a pro athlete because I tell you, it's way too easy to just fall into Netflix, <laughs> Netflix and chill. But um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of cool. She seems like she has an interesting personality. She's into anime and cartoons. And actually, she mentioned, did she mention Mila and Shiro, who is yeah. so yeah. popular in Italy? I remember hearing about it when I went over to play there and I never did get around to watching it but now having heard Paola talk about it I think it's on my list I'll be honest with you that kind of caught me off guard because um, I've talked about Netflix with a few players uh, when we've been doing the unscripted and I remember talking to Bruno and he was telling me about all the documentaries he'd watched like sports documentaries on Senna and the football ones that were on Netflix and I don't know what I was expecting Paola to say, uh, but when I asked her what she's been watching on Netflix and she's just gone, oh, cartoons. I was like, yeah. oh, God, I don't know anything about cartoons. <laughs> How on earth uh, am I going to respond to this? Uh, but yeah, I, she's just seems like such an amazing character. And I, I think I said mm. it at the very beginning of this podcast, just sort of marches to the beat of her own drum. And it's wonderful. Uh, Matt, what were your immediate thoughts afterwards? I was just completely surprised that her family were in Manchester. And I, think you, I, think, yeah. I think you were as well, Dave. So, I, I just have this image, because I, I quite often commute through Manchester, or I used to okay. anyway, and I just had this image of just like chilling in Manchester Airport, waiting for my flight, and then Paola Rigoni walks by, and she just <laughs> popped to see her parents. So, yeah, it surprised me that she has this UK connection that, that I and you, it seems, didn't know about. Well, I was wondering, so I, I'd been to Nigeria just before I'd spoken to her. In fact, it was the last uh, it was the last country I visited before lockdown, interestingly. And I was like, well, m- maybe maybe there's a Manchester in Nigeria and that's where they've sort of gone back to. No, no, <laughs> rainy Manchester in the north of England. And also, she's a city supporter. Unbelievable. Dun, Way dun, dun. to ruin it. I don't think you can call her a supporter. I, I, <laughs> I think she just follows the line of her, her family who are probably in an area of Manchester that is a city area. Yeah. I can't imagine her stood there in the Etihad or the empty head as they call it with a big <laughs> scarf. Can't imagine that. <laughs> if anyone has seen Paolo Agonio at Manchester City Stadium, please let us know. But I can't <laughs> believe it. Um I thought there was quite an interesting juxtaposition where she is very obviously hugely confident in who she is and what she is and her identity, but there were still those kind of doubts when we were talking about various things around the game. Did that surprise you, Key? Oh, I love when top athletes are are raw about this kind of thing yeah. because too often from the outside, and I and I hear it from the outside, 
it, it looks so easy. It looks like people just have it all together and they know what they're doing and they feel comfortable and they feel like they belong. But to hear from one of the best in the world to say, I wasn't sure I was good enough to go to Conegliano. I didn't know if I was going to be picked for that team. It's just real. It's it's we all have these kind of feelings, and I just I really love hearing that. And and it sounded genuine from her, didn't it? It wasn't you know sometimes you yeah. hear players say things like yeah they're saying that because they don't want to be the big yeah who am I? Yeah. But it genuinely felt like she she had that. And what scares me is if she knows she can get better, how good is she going to be? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like if she knows she's not the finished article, and if she knows she's going to reach new levels, I mean that Oof. that is mind blowing. Because she didn't, she didn't make the team of the decade. Boscovich got in, but mm. I think that was that was largely down to the extra few years Boscovich has had at the top in that mm. decade. You know, if yeah. Agonu isn't the opposite of the decade for twenty twenty to twenty thirty, I'll be amazed. Right. Well, what what that will mean is another immense player will have come through, yes, and we're yeah. and we're going to have the pleasure of watching them grow over the next ten years. So you know, if somebody does come through and they can yeah. have that. That battle, if you like, and I, I, I know sometimes we will call it a battle, and it, and there, there might be less of an actual rivalry than there is, but it's always fascinating to watch if there are two or three who are vying for that top spot in any in any sport, really. So uh, yeah, the, the more the merrier in terms of that quality. <laughs> Please bring them on, world class athletes, as far as the eye can see. I also can share with you that I was at the tournament, the qualification tournament, in Ankara. Uh, 2016 oh. when she I'm trying to remember how she phrased it but she she ended up there when she wasn't totally expecting to be there let's yeah. say and I can remember someone from Italy said to me just watch her forget the ball watch her for a while okay. and there were, I have to be honest there were some horrendous mistakes I mean the ball went miles out but the height she was jumping to and the power she was generating and at the time she would have been 16 17 mm, yeah it was yeah. surreal and she was playing through four at the time ended up on and then kind of stayed on and that was it and, and she did she was unstoppable but there were the moments of naivety where yeah she the, the timing of the jump would be wrong or the serve would kind of hit the back wall a little bit but yeah you could tell from that moment she was she was special and and different as a player yeah just a bit raw yeah i kind of like that though i kind of like the fact that it's not going to be perfect every time and there's the odd wild one and you're like okay yeah yeah they're human but it makes it entertaining doesn't it if everything if everything that comes off is like a rocket like a like a laser that you know hits inside the three meter line you're like okay it gets a little bit boring doesn't it if you think <laughs> if you think ev- if you think every every now and then one's gonna i don't know smash somebody in the crowd or knock the first referee <laughs> off the stand or something like that i think that Keeps that adds the to the fun yeah yeah for sure yeah have you ever played with a player that was raw like that and, and that you knew there were going to be moments of complete carnage? Um, well, I think there's always that, I don't want to say danger, but there's always that possibility when you're working with younger players who maybe have been brought up to the, to the older team or to the pro team because they show potential and they are maybe tall and strong and physical, but haven't refined their game yet. It's always a possibility. Um, yeah. So the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any you want to name? <laughs> I won't name any names. No, no, no. Okay. no never name names. <laughs> what did you make of her reaction when she saw the Gudetti clip? I thought it was kind of funny. I, I think she, I thought it was hilarious that you asked her. Well, first of all, you asked her, 
who's the best player to play against? And she couldn't even answer yeah. because everyone who you've ever asked that to has, it, she's been the answer. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's um, her or Zhu Ting, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's it is. always those two. Yeah. I, I know we're going back in time a little bit now, but I did, I did find it interesting. And we talked about this at the time that when we asked Giovanni who he didn't like playing against, he singled her out and he could mm. have singled out any team or any player and he's like, for the last few years, it doesn't matter where she is, Iganu. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think yeah. that tells you a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because Giovanni tends to get what he wants, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I don't want to start any rumours, but yeah. I, I do think there's a certain amount of destiny that, that they'll come together at some point. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I will, st- I will stick to my statement that it'll be when Paola decides, not when Giovanni yes. decides. Yes, yeah, it definitely will. <laughs> Judging on what she, she said and the way she... You could see she was kind of planning out her career to a certain extent. You know, yeah. there's, there's certain things she obviously wants to achieve. And, and Well, yeah. what she has, and I know you mentioned uh, Bella Hack earlier and also Britt Herbots, two immensely talented players, but being Italian, she might have the capability to go a little bit further than those two by virtue of the fact that Italy might be able to build a team around her that can carry their way to to the biggest titles yeah but just take the olympics i mean sweden and belgium unlikely to well they're not in tokyo are they no who knows for for paris but yeah whereas italy are so she's got that stage and the other two don't have that stage i did love the fact that she also talked about that for her friends she is just a normal 21 year old Mm-hmm. And, and I'm assuming she was meaning like friends away from volleyball, but potentially also friends in her teams, mm. um, because they do always see them as the person, don't they? Because they see them away from the, the spotlight. Yeah. Whereas for yeah. us in the media world and the fan world, we genuinely just see them in the spotlight. Well, also you only learn of these people once they have proven themselves to be very, very skilled and extremely valuable in volleyball. You know, for I mean, I think a great example being, let's say, Lonica Slotches. When I I'm messaged you the other day and said oh I'll just get her to do um a little message to one of the one of our podcast guests and you guys sort of said oh my friend Monica's Slotches but no we <laughs> we played together before she was a, a huge superstar so to me mm-hmm. yeah she's just my friend she's just a, a, a teammate and I'm sure that happens that's exactly how it is throughout volleyball is you you have friends and then they become it's exactly the same with me and Dave I knew Dave before he was the big Dave from Unscripted and I haven't changed my view on him. I haven't changed my view of him yet. But I mean, you know, we're in the. We've had many, many hundreds of thousands of views on Unscripted, and I've gained at least twenty-five Instagram followers as a result of it. (laughs) And a a moustache. And a moustache. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what? And I, I, when I do the little video messages at the end, um, I, I say it all the time, and I do mean it. I love it when people drop me a message, and loads of people have, and it's been so nice to just get a. Um, I really enjoyed it or um, you know and any anything that they say sometimes people just kind of want to say hello uh, sometimes a lot of the time people will say I'm so glad we got the opportunity to listen to this person speak because mm. I'm a huge fan and a lot of the the Matt they won't do interviews long interviews like that in English very often so you know it's it's cool also the players are getting to know you so if they watch one, two episodes, they feel like they've known you before they even sit down and chat to you. I hope so. And I think that's super valuable. 
Well, the whole idea is he's phoning friends. That's how it started off. Yeah, yeah. to be honest, most of them have have acted in a way that you are their friend. I mean, yeah, it's usually the first one to one contact you've had with them. By the end of it, you are friends. Uh, that's how I felt. I don't know if I can mention the name of who we just did a podcast with, Dave and I. But I, we started off. You know, we kind of maybe knew each other through the net. But as soon as we sat down and started talking on the podcast, I, yeah. she's my friend now, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what? As as this continues and this podcast relationship continues. This time next year, I would like to think that I will have that I'll be able to sit down with you guys and, and have a chat and be able to talk about um, going for dinner with some of the people we've done unscripted with because I, I think that'll happen. Well, it's going to have to be when um, volleyball happens again because I'm going to have to visit these cities. But I'll be like, yeah, let's. Uh... Well, do you know, Dave, a really good place for you to sit down with with maybe a player, or a couple of players. Would be Imico, wouldn't it? Because around their venue, yeah. nothing. Yeah, no, yeah no restaurants. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> as you told us, I'm going to have to bring a pack lunch oh. next time I go to the Palo Verde. Which, by the way, if you're if you're listening and you're planning on maybe going on a little trip to to visit uh, a team and go and see a Champions League game, I would highly recommend the Palo Verde. What a brilliant place to watch volleyball. <sighs> This is quite long-winded, but stick with me. Um, I did an unscripted with uh, a middle blocker who uh, all will be revealed in time. And in his very first international tournament, he blocked Mystery Man, who is another guest who we will reveal later, twice in a row on debut. And uh, yeah, he said that he pretty much did a lap of the gym both times because he was so (laughs) stoked that... um, yeah, so so uh, the the middle blocker who I interviewed is now one of the finest who plays the game, and Mystery Man is undisputedly one of, um, well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no question that he's one of the best to to ever play the sport. So you know, continue watching, continue listening, and you will find out exactly who I'm talking about at some stage in the future. Um, also, what we haven't talked about is like her jumper was super cool is she the best dressed unscripted guest we've had so far i don't know it's it's between her and baha isn't it because i love baha oh that's true baha also had a great jumper on yeah Yeah. we should we should put that in the brief that we send them shouldn't we please wear your best jumper (laughs) um final thoughts on paolo reganu um i love the fact she was trying to give back to her parents I, i think that that shows that shows a lot about the humility and and the kind of person she is inside yeah, there's there's a lot going on. She's um, I know this this is a strange thing to say um, from a half an hour conversation, but I could just tell there's there's a deep intelligence there, like not necessarily a a sort of book smart, great exam results intelligence, but you know she she thinks a lot about life. She takes sort of what she does and her responsibilities quite seriously, and that might not be obvious for somebody who's like, oh, you know. I'm watching cartoons or I'm looking forward to hanging out with my friends or anything like that. I think she realizes that whatever she does and whenever she's doing it, she's got a big part to play. And uh, hopefully that that came across. Cool, cool human. And she said she likes to go back to Nigeria. And as you said, Key, I wonder if she feels fairly normal there. I mean, she she wouldn't necessarily Mm. be a a Ganu the the volleyballer, would she? and as she wasn't born there, and I don't believe she's ever lived there, I don't know if you know any different, 
it's nice that she still has that connection with it because it is her heritage yeah heck of a place I don't know if you've ever been but oh goodness me heck of a place that seems like a lovely note to end on uh, right this has been the Ace Space an unscripted special clear your diaries so much CEV content uh, but oh crikey I've missed the hashtag again I was talking earlier about the fact that I love it when you get in touch it's not just me it's the entire organisation and uh, Matt remind us of the hashtag let volleyball talk so no matter what social media you're on get that hashtag going uh, let us know what you think of these episodes also if there's a guest or a co-host that we haven't got on yet who you think could be great value then uh, throw some names out there and we'll uh, we'll put them in the mixer right absolutely absolutely open to any ideas that's obvious because us three are doing this so <laughs> <laughs> You all know how this works by now. You know how it works. Like, share, subscribe, leave us a review. But most importantly, tune in next time. I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone.